0: Today we're reading 1 Kings chapter 22 and 2 Chronicles chapter 18. This is the new King James version of the podcast. The King James version is also available. In 1 Kings chapter 22, the first 28 verses, and 2 Chronicles 18, the first 27 verses, we see King Jehoshaphat of Judah and King Ahab of Israel planning a battle strategy together. First, 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 1. Now three years passed without war between Syria and Israel. Then it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went down to visit the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth and Gilead is ours? But we hesitate to take it out of the hand of the king of Syria. So he said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight at Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about four hundred men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king." And Jehoshaphat said, "'Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him?' So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, "'There is still one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil.' And Jehoshaphat said, "'Let not the king say such things.' Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, "'Bring Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly.' The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, each sat on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Canaan, had made horns of iron for himself, and he said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed." And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Then the messenger, who had gone to call Micaiah, spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king, Please let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak encouragement. And Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. Then he came to the king, and the king said to him, Micaiah, "'Shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall we refrain?' And he answered him, "'Go and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king.' So the king said to him, "'How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord?' Then he said, "'I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd, and the Lord said, "'These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace.' And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by, on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up, that he may fall at Ramoth-Gilead? So one spoke in this manner, and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, You shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. Now Zedekiah, the son of Canaanite, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, "'Which way did the spirit from the Lord go for me to speak to you?' And Micaiah said, "'Indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide.' So the king of Israel said, "'Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, "'Thus says the king, "'Put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of affliction "'and water of affliction until I come in peace.' But Micaiah said, If you ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, Take heed, all you people. Now let's go over and read the same account, but from the chronicler's perspective in Second Chronicles 18, verse 1. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance, and by marriage he allied himself with Ahab. After some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria, and Ahab killed sheep and oxen in abundance for him and the people who were with him, and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth-Gilead. So Ahab, king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth-Gilead? And he answered him, I am as you are, and my people as your people. We will be with you in the war. Also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for me the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, four hundred men, and said to them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies good concerning me, but always evil. He is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say such things. Then the king of Israel called one of his officers and said, Bring Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, clothed in their robes, sat each on his throne, and they sat at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Kanaanah, had made horns of iron for himself, and he said, Thus says the Lord, With these ye shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Then the messenger, who had gone to call Micaiah, spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encourage the king. Therefore, please let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak encouragement. And Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, whatever my God says, that I will speak. Then he came to the king, and the king said to him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I refrain? And he said, Go and prosper, and they shall be delivered into your hand. So the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, He said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains, as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab king of Israel to go up? that he may fall at Ramoth-Gilead. So one spoke in this manner, and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, You shall persuade him and also prevail, go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets of yours, And the Lord has declared disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, the son of Canaanah, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way did the spirit from the Lord go for me to speak to you? And Micaiah said, Indeed you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. Then the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon the governor of the city and to Joash the king's son, and say, thus says the king put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until i return in peace but micaiah said if you ever return in peace the lord has not spoken by me and he said take heed all you people well here's jehoshaphat the good king of Judah, and that's according to second chronicles 17 verses 1 through 19 he got a massive army and who does he hang with jezebel's husband ahab king of israel a man who by the way held the record for wickedness in his day according to first kings chapter 16 verse 33 and ahab decides he wants to go to battle with syria to take back ramoth in gilead and ask for jehoshaphat's help according to jewish historian josephus king amri of israel in first Kings 16 21 and 28 where you find his record that amri had lost it to the syrians It had been one of Israel's cities of refuge in Gad on the east side of the Jordan, according to Joshua chapters 20 and 21. And Ahab, he wants it back. So Jehoshaphat tells Ahab, Call in the prophets so we can get some success probabilities. Now, If you're a prophet in Israel under Ahab, you better just give good prophecies or Ahab will land you in prison. So they're sitting on the thrones listening to Ahab's yes-men prophets when jehoshaphat gets a little suspicious of these glowing identical prophecies one even shows up with props in verse 10 to illustrate his positive scenario prophecy jehoshaphat queries ahab wonder why all these prophets agree you got anybody else actually jehoshaphat asks specifically is there not still a prophet of the lord here that we may inquire of him well here's the deal Ahab didn't ordinarily keep a troop of prophets who were Jehovah prophets. Ahab liked the prophets who were loyal to his double-calf religion. That was the religion of the northern kingdom. So Jehoshaphat wonders if there's at least one prophet of the Lord, Jehovah or Yahweh, available for questioning. Well, as a matter of fact, Ahab does have one, and he keeps him housed in prison. Well, that just figures, doesn't it? Ahab describes his Jehovah-loyal prophet to Jehoshaphat. He says, But I hate him, because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. Jehoshaphat's reply to Ahab is interesting in verse 7 of Second Chronicles 18. He replies, Let not the king say such things. In other words, hey, Ahab, don't talk like that. Well, after 400 false prophets say, go for it, the guy in charge of fetching Micaiah, who, by the way, was the real prophet from the Lord, but he's in prison, He goes to fetch him from prison and tells Micaiah that he should give a favorable prophecy to match that of the 400 prophets which preceded him. When Micaiah shows up before Ahab and Jehoshaphat, he's asked by Ahab what he should do regarding the battle against the Syrians. Micaiah, with a lack of enthusiasm for being a yes-man, says something like, Yeah, 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 go for it. You'll be victorious. Ahab apparently senses some sarcasm or perhaps insincerity in his voice and pursues him further makes him pledge to tell the truth okay Ahab you ask for it Micaiah then cuts loose on him with the whole truth and nothing but the truth you're gonna die in battle Ahab King Ahab's reply to Jehoshaphat then is see I told you Micaiah goes on to explain in great detail that the other prophets were evil and were sent to intentionally deceive him into believing he would be victorious in battle. Then one of those false prophets, Zedekiah, goes over and smacks Micaiah and subsequently taunts Micaiah by saying, in essence, in verse 23 of Second Chronicles 18, Hey prophet, I'll bet you didn't see that one coming. Micaiah simply retorts, You're going to see the day when you'll go into hiding over this episode. So, is Ahab grateful for an honest prophet from the Lord? Nah, it's back to prison for you, Micaiah, until I return from battle, replies Ahab. Micaiah cleverly replies in 2 Chronicles 18.27, If you ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. In other words, Ahab, you won't be coming back. Even with all this unfolding before Jehoshaphat's eyes, Ahab still gets Jehoshaphat to pitch in to do battle against Syria. Jehoshaphat was the good king of Judah, but he makes a bad decision here to work with Ahab. Makes you wonder what was going through Jehoshaphat's mind. He listened to the prophecy of the good prophet Micaiah and makes a decision to participate anyway. That's kind of remarkable, really. By the way, we see another prophet show up to speak with Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 19. He has an addendum to this story. His own prophet Jehu delivers the message from God in chapter 19 of Second Chronicles, verse 2, and says, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Our next section of scripture comes from Kings and Chronicles, 1 Kings 22, 29 through 40, and Second Chronicles 18, verses 28 to 34. And of course, in this passage, Ahab dies in battle. 1 Kings 22 verse 29. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat the king of Judah went up to Ramoth Gilead, and the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, "I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you put on your robes." So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the thirty-two captains of his chariots, saying, "Fight with no one, small or great, but only with the king of Israel." So it was when the captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat that they said, Surely it is the king of Israel. Therefore they turned aside to fight against him, and Jehoshaphat cried out. It happened when the captains of the chariot saw that it was not the king of Israel that they turned back from pursuing him. Now a certain man drew a bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. So he said to the driver of his chariot, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am wounded." The battle increased that day and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians and died at evening. The blood ran out from the wound onto the floor of the chariot. Then as the sun was going down, a shout went throughout the army saying, Every man to his city and every man to his own country. So the king died and was brought to Samaria and they buried the king in Samaria. Then someone washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria and the dogs licked up his blood while the harlots bathed, according to the word of the Lord which he had spoken. Now the rest of the acts of Ahab and all that he did, the ivory house which he built and all the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Ahab rested with his fathers, then Ahaziah his son reigned in his place. Now let's read the same account, but from the Chronicles perspective in Second Chronicles 18, beginning with verse 28. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you put on your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went into battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariots who were with him, saying, Fight with no one, small or great, but only with the king of Israel. So it was when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat that they said, It is the king of Israel therefore they surrounded him to attack but jehoshaphat cried out and the lord helped him and god diverted them from him for it was so when the captains of the chariots saw that it was not the king of israel that they turned back from pursuing him now a certain man drew a bow at random and struck the king of israel between the joints of his armor so he said to the driver of his chariot turn around and take me out of the battle for i am wounded the battle increased that day. And the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Syrians until evening and about the time of sunset he died. So here's Syria's king had instructed his officers regarding the battle against Israel. And he says, don't get distracted. Focus only on getting King Ahab. Well, Ahab takes a cowardly approach to this battle. He dresses up like a regular old soldier rather than the king of Israel. When the Syrians see King Jehoshaphat in the battle, they mistakenly identify him as Ahab and take off after him before they realize that he's not the right king. Of course, that's after Jehoshaphat cries out to God for help. Then a quirky thing happens. A Syrian soldier shoots an arrow at random and hits Ahab. Didn't even know he was shooting at the king of Israel. Ahab just couldn't catch a break that day. Boom, he's dead by sunset. Didn't even have his king uniform on. It looks as though Micaiah was right. We don't know what happened to Micaiah after that, but I'm guessing it wasn't good. Prophets were often held accountable for bad events as though they were responsible for their cause. It's like blaming the weatherman for a hurricane. But wait, there's more about this passage worth noting in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 38. It says, Then someone washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria... And the dogs licked up his blood while the harlots bathed according to the word of the Lord which he had spoken. That's a fulfillment of Elijah's prophecy in 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 19 after Naboth was framed and executed. You remember what he said? He said, You shall speak to him saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and also taken possession? And you shall speak to him saying, Thus says the Lord, in the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth, dog shall lick your blood even yours Jehoshaphat yeah, he is a good man except for two shortcomings which we read about him in 1 Kings chapter 22 verses 41 through 50 verse 41 Jehoshaphat the son of Asa had become king over Judah in the 4th year of Ahab king of Israel Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem his mother's name was Azubah the daughter of Shohi. And he walked in all the ways of his father Asa. He did not turn aside from them, doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away, for the people offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. Also, Jehoshaphat made peace with the king of Israel. Now, the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, the might that he showed and how he made war, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And the rest of the perverted persons who remained in the days of his father Asa, he banished from the land. There was then no king in Edom, only a deputy of the king. Jehoshaphat made merchant ships to go to Ophir for gold, but they never sailed, for the ships were wrecked at Ezion geber Then Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my servants go with your servants in the ships. But Jehoshaphat would not and Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. Then Jehoram his son reigned in his place. Well he was king of Judah talking about Jehoshaphat and he was a good king before God. He continued on like dad in getting rid of the remnant of the male prostitutes in the land. Two bad moves though. First he formed that alliance with the evil king Ahab of the northern kingdom. Secondly, he didn't insist that all the high places being torn down in Judah. These were those altars to the false gods. He didn't worship them himself, but he didn't rid Judah of those altars. After losing his fleet of ships, he declined to strike up another commercial venture with Ahab's son Ahaziah in verses 47 to 49. Good move, I'd say. Jehoshaphat dies, then Jehoram his son reigned in his place. We get two more chapters of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapters 19 and 20. And we'll be reading those in a couple of days. Now, if you're looking at the written notes of BibleTrack.org, then there's an information box on Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. He's king number four, reigned from 873 to 848 B.C. And it's mostly good about Jehoshaphat if you're looking at the column there. There is some bad, though, when it's in the right-hand column of that chart we still got a few more verses to read in uh, 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 51 to 53, as we talk about Ahaziah, Ahab's son. Verse 51. Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel in Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned two years over Israel. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin for he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger according to all that his father had done. No, Ahaziah was no better than his dad Ahab. Verse 53 summarizes his life when it says, For he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger according to all that his father had done. So then at the bottom of the reading for today, we have a summary of King number 8 over Israel. From 853 to 852 B.C., just two years. King Ahaziah, good, no, none, he was evil. And then the bad is listed in 1 Kings 22, verses 52 and 53, which we just read. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today.